episode of God's Healing Components. Today we explore part one of the kingdom of God and its relation to healing. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is mentioned at least 80 times in the New Testament and it's foundational to all that Jesus said and did. There are many verses, but I picked two that I thought revealed more so his purpose and plan. Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15 and Luke chapter 9 verses 1 and 2. Mark writes, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Luke writes, And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. So, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the kingdom of light. That light is the knowledge of God and his presence. In the beginning, we were all citizens of this kingdom. Our assignment, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. We see Adam and Eve, the delegated rulers of the earth, initially in a loving and obedient relationship with God. However, they rebelled against God and through their disobedience lost the rulership of this world to Satan. Now we are born into this world as citizens of the kingdom of darkness, separated from God, his life, and his kingdom. Now these two kingdoms, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness, are in constant conflict. And since the fall, men have searched for God and his kingdom. In the Old Testament of the Bible, um, we see his relationship to the nation of Israel, its prophets, priests, and kings. Left footprints of his existence, power, and presence. In the New Testament of the Bible, we see it preached, taught, and demonstrated through Jesus, the apostles, and other believers. The kingdom of God is not real estate. It is not territory or political party, as in an earthly kingdom. As Jesus explained it to Pilate, it is not of this world. It is the presence of the rule of the king. It is where God reigns supreme. This kingdom recognizes God's authority and is obedient to his will. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, this. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. In other words, it is not a natural kingdom. However, it is a government with laws and privileges and administrations. Dr. Miles Monroe, in his book, Rediscovering the Kingdom, talked about components every kingdom needed to function effectively and noted how those components were present in the realm of God. For example, a functioning kingdom needs to have a health program. In the kingdom of God, it is healing, an educational program, the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit, a taxation system, tithing, a central communication system, prayer, the Holy Spirit and his gifts, a diplomatic corps, every believer in Christ. We are the ambassadors of Christ. A system of administration, the ministrations of the Spirit through the body of believers called the church, and a currency, 
faith. These represent just a few similarities. Jesus used two terms interchangeably, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is the ministry of the kingdom of God in the earth realm. So when you realize how kingdom-minded Jesus actually is, you better understand what he preached, taught, and demonstrated. For example, the Sermon on the Mount, Kingdom Attitudes, Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Kingdom Principles, seen in his teachings on forgiveness, forgive and God forgives you. Kingdom Identity, describing the believer as salt and light. Kingdom Expansion, the parables of the sea. He encouraged us to pray that the kingdom come and the will of God be done on the earth as it is in heaven. He instructed us to seek first the kingdom of God and God's way of doing and being right. So, how do you access this kingdom? We see in John, the 14th chapter, an observation, a discussion, so to speak, between Jesus and his disciples concerning his upcoming sacrifice. And Thomas asked a question, where was he going and how could they follow him? Jesus responded in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. This, of course, becomes controversial if you believe that there is more than one way to God. Sometimes we forget that the kingdom of God is not a democracy. The king's word is law. Not our vote, not our opinion. Matthew wrote in chapter 11, verse 12, that the kingdom of God is advancing and the passionate take it by force. Paul puts access in a nutshell in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. And he says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. You see, you access the kingdom of God through a decision. You repent of your involvement with sin, darkness, and the kingdom of Satan, asking for God's forgiveness. You acknowledge the sacrifice of Jesus Christ as payment for your sins and offenses before God, and you commit your life to him. That prayer or that conversation can be just as simple as, Father God, forgive me of the evil I have done against you and others. I believe that Jesus is Lord and that you raised him from the dead. And I give you my life. Now, this transaction is legal in the heavenly realm, for you are pledging your allegiance to the kingdom of God. Paul in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, described it this way. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. If you've done this, you are now a citizen of the kingdom of God with all rights and privileges. Jesus is your king, and you stand as an ambassador of the kingdom, commissioned to continue the ministry of Christ in the earth, declaring the good news of the kingdom of God and demonstrating its power over every form of darkness until he returns. Maybe you've done this. If that's the case, then good. There is nothing more vital than your learning how to navigate our kingdom. Build on your relationship with God. You see, there is more. Perhaps you did it once and this Christian thing really didn't stick. Church didn't work for you. Talk to him. Don't give up on him. 
He hasn't given up on you. Then again, maybe this is all brand new to you, but you know the way if you've been listening to me. You see, the kingdom of God invites you to step into a realm prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I love Luke 12, 22. Luke says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I extend the invitation of Father God to you. Come. Thank you for listening.